You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, a drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful Tuesday, November 23rd. We're glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us getting into the scriptures. That will, that's what we do on Morning Breath. We read a chapter, spend some time with the Lord, do a morning devotion, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. Hello, Pastor Christian. Hey, how you doing? Excited to be here. It's doing a great good. week, Thanksgiving, and a lot of fun stuff going on at church. Yeah. Always, always a good time. But as we're kind of wrapping up 2021, yeah. it is crazy Thanksgiving week to think about just how much time has flown. Yeah, it's, it's really... Uh, Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. In the blink of an eye. So if you want to stay connected with Morning Breath, the easiest way to do it is through our East Coast app. You can download them on the Apple or Google Play Store. Just search the words East Coast app, or you can go to our website, eccc.us. That's ECCC.us. And you can go there for info, events, past sermons, and Morning Breath episodes. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321 321- Four five two ten sixty, and we'd be honored to either email or mail out a morning breath devotion guide or anything you ever want to know about East Coast. Yeah, if you get on the list, we'll mail you one out each month. You yeah. know right where we're at. Yeah, you can read the chapter to go through it. We're in uh, the Gospel of John right now, so it's been so good. That's a good thing. What else is going on? So we've got Christmas on the Parkway coming up. That's going to be on Friday, December 3rd from 6 to 9. And this is an incredible event. This is where we bring Christmas to Merritt Island in the way where we bring in artificial snow. I've seen you out there, Pastor Dan. You're pretty skilled and seasoned and (laughs) shoveling snow and knowing how to deal with it. And we set up where you can do some, some snow sledding in Florida. And so the kids have an absolute blast. There's lots of other fun activities and snowball fights. Yeah. Yep. Snowball fights, sledding, all kind of good stuff. And it's just a great time. So a good opportunity for you to come and, you know, no matter what church you go to, what you're a part of, come and be a part of this fun celebration and maybe invite a neighbor. It's a good way for people just to have a good time. Yeah. We need more of that in our world. Yeah. So Friday night, December 3rd. Yeah. Six to nine. Six to nine. Beautiful. Yep. Gonna be good. Yeah. So we've got a big hill for the little bit bigger kids and, yeah. a, and a little hill for the tiny kids. Yeah. We got a area set apart for the little kids with the snowballs yeah. as well. So they're not getting hit by the twelve yeah. year olds. Yeah. They have a mustache. We yeah. Strong twelve year olds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those uh, Cuban uh yeah. f- baseball teams. Yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. players look like they're nineteen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the thing you gotta watch. Very out good yeah. arms, yeah. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So what else? Yeah, so I, I mean, the main thing is to just go to our events page or to our right, app go. to know what's going on because there is so much happening. Is we've got Christmas Eve services coming up. Yeah, we've lots got of lots of activities, and the best way is just to stay up because there's so much going on. Yeah, it'd be a little bit different this year because Christmas is on uh, Saturday. Yeah, and so we'll have a service the day after Christmas, yep. but we'll have a little different schedule then. So ask you to check. Yeah, on things to uh, know what's I, going I believe on. we're just having one service. Yep. For all of our campuses yeah. at one place. So. Yeah. And then an online service for people oh, who want to do it that way. Absolutely. That's going to be great. Yep. There, there you have it. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Sounds good. So, so we're, we're reading the Gospel of John. We're in chapter 13. 13. 
Yeah, I'm going to read New King James. How about you? NLT. I almost did message, but Eugene Peterson was a little too flowery. Okay. There was some funny stuff that would have made you chuckle. Yeah. But I'm going to stick with the NLT. It, it works. NLT. And so we got uh, 38 verses. Yeah. Split it in 19. Sure. I'll just read 19. You read 19. That's great. Let's do it. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed need only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verse 20, I tell you the truth. Anyone who welcomes my messenger is welcoming me, and anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the Father who sent me. Now Jesus was deeply troubled, and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. The disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at the table. Simon Peter mentioned to him, to, he motioned to him to ask, who's he talking about? So that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus responded, it is the one to whom I give the bread, I dip in the bowl. And when he had dipped it, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus told him, hurry and do what you're going to do. None of the others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since Judas was their treasurer, some thought Jesus was telling him to go and pay for the food or to give some money to the poor. So Judas left at once, going out into the night. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the Son, he will give his own glory to the Son, and he will do so at once. Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. 
And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I am going. So now I am giving you a new command. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord? He asked, I'm ready to die for you. Jesus answered, die for me. I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Amen. Yeah. I, I, and it's, this is a preview of tomorrow's program, but yeah. I'll just preview it real quick. I think it's amazing. You know, of course, when you read the Bible and you have all the, the verses numbered in the chapter headings, none of that existed in the original yeah. writing. Uh, John was, you know, in what John wrote, he went right from verse 38 of chapter 13 to verse 1 of chapter 14. And I think it's interesting that right after Jesus says, you're going to deny me, the next words out of his mouth is, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's, I think, a pretty amazingly powerful thing yeah. when, you, when you really understand that Jesus is saying, look, this doesn't depend on you. Yep. This depends on me. And uh, you're going to blow it, but I got some good news. If you believe in God, believe also in me. We're going to come out the other side of this. Yeah. So that's encouraging. It's encouraging to me yeah. because I, that's such a reminder too not yeah. to just look at the Bible only in chapters and verse and context, but to yeah. realize it's a continuous thought. Yeah, it really is. But anyway, so that's just a little thought there. But the great thought is that um, you know it's this all depends on Jesus, yeah, not on us, and which is very encouraging. Yeah. Because uh, he's dependable, and I'm not always. Yeah, he yeah. is great. Yeah, he is. I love verse 9. It really stuck out to me. Is You see Peter, he's just he's yeah. known for putting his foot in his mouth. Is He's like, you'll never wash my feet. And he's like, well, if I don't wash your feet, you can't be one of mine. Well, then please wash my hands and my head too, yeah. Lord, yeah. not just my feet. And it reminds me of a teaching that you recently did on the Holy Spirit. And it was so good is you just made this statement of, hey, if God's giving out anything, I want it. And yeah. that's a good example is whatever he's doing here, if he's washing my feet, if he's giving out, you know, the Holy Spirit, if he's giving out anything, I want to receive what it is that he has. And I want to have more hunger like that. As I, I've had some time over the last two weeks to reflect on in my walk, I've been walking with the Lord for 20 years now. There were seasons where I had begged for an opportunity to speak. And I was like, if there's ever a chance, I'll speak no matter what. And then it can become where you're like, you know, I don't really want to speak. I'm a little tired. Like if someone gives me an opportunity, like, isn't there someone else can do this? And some of that could be healthy. Like who's the next person up? Am I blocking someone else? But you could kind of lose a little bit of that, that vibrance or that first love that could happen or different things that happen. But when Jesus is giving things out, I want to be excited and enthusiast, enthusiastic and to have that passion that was there. And I think that's an important prayer for us is search me, oh God, know my heart. Let, let let me have that fire of my, that original joy of that salvation. Yeah, I I mean, I just wrote down next to it, I want it all, Yeah, is what Peter's basically saying here. You know, Peter's a mess. I mean, yeah. he really did need the Holy Spirit, oh, yeah. man, because he's <laughs> like, no, you're not washing my, I mean, can you imagine saying to Jesus, yeah. you're not washing my feet? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, Peter, why in the world would you ever think you could tell the Lord, 
what he should or should yeah. not be doing. It's just like pretty amazing uh, that he would, you know, be in that position, but he is. Yeah. And part of that is he is he dealing with the I'm unworthy part? Lord, you're washing, you know, he asks, he says like, he says it this way, in, at least in my translation, verse 6, Lord, are you washing my feet? How does it say in verse 6 on yours? Verse 6, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So it, I'm not sure whether that's the unworthy thing or kind of the reverse pride thing yeah. or just Peter was normal and that's the way you respond to yeah. that. A little bit shocked by it. Yeah. I know that. I would be shocked by, you know, you meet, let's say you meet somebody famous like the president or something like that, and then uh, my pen just broke. That's why I'm looking down here. I got to get this taken care of. Talk amongst yourselves. Go ahead. Say something. Yeah, so thinking about meeting the president and then having him honor you in that way, which some of you might have heard this before, but washing feet was extremely disgusting. They were walking around in the open streets with horse manure sandals. and so much disgust and filth with open-toed sandals. Yeah, yeah. And it was the lowest of all lowest positions to be the servant who would wash the feet. Like, yeah. no one would want to do it, but that's why Jesus says, you don't understand now what I'm doing but someday you will. Yeah. And that idea of the first will be the last, the greatest, the least is I'm trying to teach you guys to wash each other's feet when you start getting prideful and egotistical and you're trying to think you're better than everyone else. Like, remember the example I set here. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful example. And you think, uh, you know, that we're called to serve one another yeah. in a practical way. Yeah. And washing your feet was very practical right yeah. now. There's a, you know, uh, sort of a wash your hand ordinance out there. Yeah. You know, we, we're washing our hands more than we ever have. Ever. And, you know, uh, back then this was a super needful uh, thing because when you sat at the dinner table, you were sitting on the floor yeah. and your feet might be near your neighbor's, you know, falafel. Yeah. You know, food that you're yeah. all dipping into a common bowl to yeah, scoop out exactly. this hummus. And so uh, <laughs> having clean feet was super important. Yeah. Now in the day and age we live in, uh, washing feet is pretty much only symbolic. Yeah, It might be something like, and I wrote this down, that you, if we wash someone's car, yeah. it'd probably be more fitting yeah. to what's going on here, where you're just serving someone at, at maybe one of the lowest forms in just an area of their need. Yeah. And that could be anywhere. You know, every, like this morning uh, when I came in uh, for morning breath to the office and I was just going to spend some time with the Lord, the crowd that was here to receive food yeah. was very large. Yep. And you know what I saw was our people walking all over the property, yep. getting ready to serve them yeah. and to give them food. And to me, that's just exactly what's going on here. Because Jesus said, if you do this for the least of these, yeah. you've done it done unto it me. me. And so I just saw all those folks as, as out there washing Jesus' Absolutely. feet. Absolutely. That's By incredible. feeding the hungry. Yeah, meeting their physical yeah. needs so their hearts will be open to your spiritual need, too. And very practical, um, upfront, something you could do to serve somebody and help somebody. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. 
Verse 35 is one of my all-time favorites, too. Is it says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Mm. And I think that that's something we're called to as believers and Christians is to quit fussing and squabbling over what I call little rocks. Like there's big rocks of Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And I'm the, the only way, the truth, and the life. Like these are big rocks, but people can squabble about such little things and cause divisions and church splits and however many hundreds of denominations there are over these little things where the world really needs to see us unified. Like the world sees that and it's very unattractive yeah. versus us loving each other and caring and like, how do we really care for our neighbors? I could be guilty of that as I know you've done a good job of really caring for your neighbors on your street there and, you know, cutting their grass and opening up the opportunity, like putting out a fire years ago when there was a physical <laughs> yeah. need that was like, Hey, your house is about to burn down and I could help do with this is I want to do better. And I'm, I'm actually encouraged now that it's cooler weather. I'm getting to see some neighbors that I've yeah. lived in the neighborhood for six months. have not seen them. Uh, I met a neighbor one time the day I moved in. I saw them for the second time today as they were pulling out of the garage. That's funny. And I was it. And they yeah. lived next door to me. Yeah. And so I'm like, Hey, I'm excited to get to talk to you more, but yeah. I just need to go knock on the door with some brownies or, you know, something and do a better job. But this is a good reminder for us to love people. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this isn't, this is actually talking about, and you said this in the beginning, Pastor Christian, that this is about loving your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. We are called, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We're called to love the world and love our neighbor out there. But this is this is talking about churches getting along. Yeah. It's talking about pastors getting along. This is talking about believers getting along. This is talking about us as, as Christians not putting one another down, not, you know, griping and complaining about the church down the street and loving and supporting our brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ. And, you know, frankly, it's been challenging the last 200 years watching, you yeah. know, maybe not 200, maybe 2,000, but we don't always get along the way we should. Yeah, I don't know if I have any great wisdom or insight on how to make that happen other yeah. than that, you know, wherever we're at today, start again. Love again. Put yourself in a position to care for and take care of. A, you know, make a point out of praying for a different church. Yeah. Like I have one I drive by, and uh, I I just pray for every time I That's go by. That's good. You know, it, it's just uh, make a make a habit out of reaching out and believing for somebody yeah. else. Yeah, a we're, different church. We're a different, part of the Big C yep. Church as a whole. I Absolutely. love that. Yeah, we've got a good friend in Titusville, Pastor Kevin Wright. Shout out to you, Pastor Kevin. And Pastor Brian on our staff says that anytime he goes through Titusville and he sees Faith City Church, he's like, hey, praying for Kevin and Terry Absolutely. and thinking about them. And I want to do that, too. And not just ones that are good personal friends, but all of these churches around our community is to really lift them up. Yeah. Yeah. And and beautiful, beautiful expression of uh, of loving. And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be best friends with everybody at every other church. Yeah. But you certainly have to understand that they're in the same family, on the same team, yeah. headed in the same direction, yeah. and, and that only good can come from caring for and loving one another, and only bad can come from the world seeing the church fussing oh, yeah. and fighting. And me would love that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's what you taught on recently with James 4.1, is uh, it comes from selfish ambition. Yeah. Like, that's out of that, 
all evil works yep. spring forth. And so like check your heart on it and then see what your real intention is. It's to see a, a lost and dying world come to know Jesus. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I see in this chapter that's very uh, challenging um, and, and a little bit scary, and we should take note of it, not to be afraid because God, you know, has called us to fear not, but to be wise in, in, in really the power that the enemy wants to wield over you. Here we got this guy, Judas Iscariot, yeah. who ends up leaving the room. And after that, Jesus opens up and begins to, you know, talk a little bit more intimately and, yeah. and do some other things with his disciples. But here we've got a guy who, at one point, it started with a simple thought going through Judas's mind to the point here where it says, um, now, when he had gone out, yeah. let me see, where where's it say yep. that it, Satan entered into him? Yeah, I got that. And when he had dipped it, oh, yeah, verse he gave 26. it to Judas, son of Simon. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. Yeah. Then Jesus said, hurry and do what you're going to do. Do it quickly. Yeah, so you've got a guy here that goes from having some some thoughts that weren't right, yeah. wrong thinking, yeah. to the point of where he's, uh, I think this is possession. Yeah. You know, he's entered into him. Yep. Uh, so, you know, and then he ends up, you know, hanging himself before this is over with. Yeah. The enemy's got nothing good planned for you. Yep. And he wants to use you to hurt others. Yeah. And, of course, in this whole thing, uh, God used, you know, the way the enemy was and the people were yeah. to actually, you know, give his son's life. Yeah. But it's, he worked uh, it out, but it was crazy in the yeah, process. And even crazy. looking at Judas's heart and intention is, I don't know exactly where it's at, but I believe that he was motivated by trying to get Judas to or Jesus to rise up <laughs> as a warrior savior, conquering king, not yep. as a lamb to the slaughter. Is that he was frustrated because he's like, finally, here's our Messiah, but it wasn't going the way he thought it should be. And so he ended up betraying him. And it's like, you don't understand all of God's plans, but you need to trust your leadership. Is That's a, a big takeaway here. It's trying to undermine and make things happen in your own way. Yeah, and it says in verse 2, And supper being ended, the devil having already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's yeah. son, to betraying, betray him. And so it was already, you know, something that got planted in his heart. And and uh, he was... He was operating in it, I guess you'd say, or already going down that road at a pretty high pace and yeah. then ends up demon-possessed. You know, I, I love this line, too, at, in at verse 13, verse 1. Mine says that having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Yeah, that is good. It's just a, it's just a beautiful, Doesn't stop. beautiful picture. And how did he love them to the end? It wasn't just a warm feeling in Jesus' heart. He's out here. I mean, one of the last things he did while with his disciples was wash their feet yeah. and and instruct them and encourage them about what was coming and then give them this new commandment to love one another. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty powerful. Let's take a quick break and we'll Let's be back it. in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, uh, when you when you read this uh, section here, Jesus uh, says it is he whom I give a piece of bread yeah. when I've dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. It says, now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, what you do, you do quickly. Yeah. But no one at the table knew what reason he said this to him. Yeah. For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus 
uh, had said to him, buy those things which we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. And so anyway, he goes out. What I think is interesting about this is a couple of things. One is, um, you know, we kind of got the spiritual warfare thing going where we're going to cast Satan out of the city or out of the community or, you know, whatever it is. And the wild part is he was at the Last Supper. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, literally, Satan went to the Last Supper with Jesus. Uh, So, you know, I'm not sure about all that other stuff. The other thing about it is I think it's cool that when they started thinking of reasons why Judas would leave, yeah. would be to, this is in the middle of the night, like in the evening, to go give something to the poor. So it was not an unusual thing for Jesus to come up with a scheme to help the poor in the middle of the night. That is cool. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, I they thought, weren't taken back by the idea. They were taken, in fact, they thought that's got to be one of the reasons why yeah. Judas is leaving because... Oh, Jesus just came up with something cool to do for the poor. Yeah. So. That's neat. I think we need to be like that and do those kinds of things. Anyway, we got to get. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, Pastor Chris. See you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.